All right, welcome to session or episode number four for Tavern Ramblings from Lizards and Locations. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, John, and I'm also here with... Andrew, and like, I think you can call them sessions. I think that's valid. Yeah, okay, sessions works too, right? It definitely goes into the uh, the theme. The D&D, yeah. So um, our last three sessions that we did, we looked at the, the three ideas between Marshall, uh, Arcane, and Divine... Yeah, we want to get into some more nitty gritty stuff, right? You know, some of that unearth arcana stuff that's coming out. And we didn't want to go too far back, right? So we said, hey, let's start with playtest six because, um, you know, they're about to do the survey results. As of right now, they haven't done the survey results, but we've done the survey for it. Um, and we're waiting on those results and seeing what's going to change. Seven has already just come out not too long ago. The survey's out for seven. It's still ongoing for seven. So we felt like six was a pretty good spot to start. Would you agree, Andrew? Yeah, just because... Anything before now has been basically rewritten anyway. And like even now in six, a lot of the stuff in six is uh, no, no longer a thing from seven. And it's more of the, the overarching things and not necessarily the classes that we're going to be talking about in Playtest six. But yeah, it's, it's a fast moving, fast paced game and it's changing just as fast. So. Yeah, and we talked about it last time. You know, they their deadline is up and coming if they want to start getting the print. You know, that 2024 deadline is just around the corner. I've heard that the last playtest is going to be nine. I feel like they, I nine. think they had n uh, nine playtests in mind, and then after that, it was basically hit the go button and try and get that 2024 play uh, player's handbook out. And like, I feel like it's only October, like. You could probably get playtest nine in by January, February, and then yeah, once that's finalized, a month later, March, and then March until June. That's three months to get three or four months to get everything published and distributed. Like it's that's a tight it's a tight timetable for from a logistics per uh, point of view. But like it's a Hasbro's a pretty big company, so they could do it if they need to. Yeah, and maybe you know once they start do it going a little bit um closer they might just start looking on only releasing stuff that they need to fix you know like why release the same thing that the, we've seen seven times you know but i feel like um, it's already gotten to the point where they've stopped doing like the really crazy stuff and now it's just going to be refinement yeah i think yeah that's that's a good point i think six is going to be the last time we see like a big change like seven i get it, but like i guess seven has like reversions that are big changes but yeah, the reversions are the are the are the big part. Yeah, so like we're not gonna get too much into seven, but like a lot of things from five to seven got reverted, mm -hmm. and then I and we're expecting the same between six and eight. Yeah, I imagine a lot of things we're gonna talk about today are going to be no longer relevant in a month or so. But that's yeah, that's fine. We can talk about them now. Yeah, so let's let's go ahead and dive into it. So the first thing we want to kind of talk about is just what's the overall what's being covered in the six playtest, and we can probably um argue that it's one of the biggest playtests of all the playtests they've released there's definitely a um, lot this of is the stuff one. yeah they've released seven classes and then each classes has each class has multiple subclasses including two new subclasses overall um you know the classes we'll talk about today we have bard cleric druid monk paladin ranger rogue and each like i said each one of those has subclasses uh, and then we have two brand new subclasses that I think we should spend some time talking about, which is the College of the Dance uh, for the Bard and the Circle of the Sea for the Druid. We could absolutely talk about those. And I just want to point out that it's a little bit funny that 
the three classes that we talked about last episode are back. Yeah. <laughs> They're all here. Yeah. The divine. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so we have also uh, just a few more things that are going to be in this. We're going to talk a little bit, not too much about spells. They have a few revised spell lists. The reason why I'm not going to dive too much into it is because, honestly, Playtest 7 does a big spell change. Um, because they change, they get rid of the three. Yeah. Arcane, Divine, and, and uh, That's a big primal, change, especially right? for the first uh, class up, which is Bard, because in this playtest, they're saying, oh yeah, Bard, you can choose from the three spell lists. And those don't exist yep. anymore, so not so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, we see some feats that are revised in this, as well as some new support ones. Uh, and then we also see just a little bit, not too much of weapon mastery changes and a, just a couple of rules glossary changes. But that's pretty much the overview of what we're looking at here, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so we should really just start going and getting diving into it. So what did you see that was good in the class changes? Anything really catch your eye? Uh, for me, it was the bard. I like the, the switch back on bardic inspiration where it's no longer waiting to see if I failed. I, it just I can use my bardic inspiration once I know I failed. Yeah, and that was always was nice. a, a weirdly worded thing. Like, it's like, oh yeah, well you, like, oh, do you want to use it? Do you, are you sure? Like, it is much, it's much easier to be like, here it is. You didn't make it. Do you want to use your bardic inspiration? I, I feel like yeah. that's just how most game tables would play it anyway. So to have it codified is good, and also like, it is in lasting an hour is nice. Yeah, lasting an hour is nice, and. Uh, I do in, I do like that they took away the healing aspect of it. Yeah, that was pretty OP, if we're being honest, right? Well, it was just one of those things where, and this happens a lot in 5th edition, where like you get a thing and then you forget that it exists or you have it and you don't want to use it until yeah. you need it. Like, oh, well, I'm going to keep this healing until I'm like almost dead. And then you just hold on to the Bardic Inspiration dice for the entire session. Forever. Yeah. It's just like, well, that's no fun. You just keep hoarding. Yeah. yeah, that's no fun. We don't want to do that. Um, keeping it the Bard, yeah. I do like that uh, they fixed Counter Charm. It being a yes. reaction instead of an action is the most obvious change that's ever been made to fit edition. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, Counter Charm made no sense back there. And yeah. I do enjoy the, uh, the words of creation kind of like... I've kind of unraveled the mysteries and the and the the secrets of speech and wordplay to the point where like now I can just kill you. It's very fun. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, I like that magical secrets is no longer just a college of lore thing. Yeah. It was like, hey, no no bar bards in general should have magical secrets, you know? So I like that being a class thing, not a subclass thing. Yeah. I I, I think that allowing the bard and especially now that they're not going to have that kind of flexibility that they were expecting to have in playtest six uh that's since it's gone or like from the the spell list like it is definitely a good idea to just have a wide ranging um option for like oh there's a cool spell over here that i just want to kind of yoink yeah so I'd say the biggest change for the bard was the, was the brand new subclass though, right? That College of Dance. Yeah. Um, which we've seen homebrews. I think people have made some homebrew versions of dance before. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really powerful. I, I think it has a lot of good. Like that whole unarmored defense is really nice. I mean, unarmored defense isn't necessarily unique to the bard. It is cool that they get it mm -hmm. in that it's kind of like dex plus charisma. Yeah, it, it's interesting that it's charisma. That is a 
that's a strange one, but I I don't I yeah. don't hate it. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it has a lot of interesting things and a lot of really um, wild ways to help your teammates. I don't think I've ever seen a like this is the first time I've seen a uh, evasion effect where you can give mm -hmm. it to somebody else. Yes. Very yeah, interesting. It's kind of inspiring and tactical in the way it's designed. Yeah, it's it definitely leans into the support area of the bard. Uh, I think that that kind of area, like, oh yeah, I'm helping this person, or I'm helping my teammate, or I'm you know trying to do some other things with inspiration. A lot of a yeah. lot of movement. How, how fun is it that they put your, the auto's irresistible dance into the actual subclass? By the way, I think that's pretty fun. <laughs> I gotta say that that definitely. <laughs> If you're gonna make, if you're gonna give that subclass a, a spell that is like its, its signature spell, Red it would butter. be auto's yeah. irresistible dance. It's just fun. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. There's um, yeah, I agree that this really does fit into the the support class. You know, one that unarmored defense thing is gonna give them, um, a little harder to hit, so they can keep providing that support to others. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah, they're not quite uh, at. Blade Singer levels of AC, but it's pretty good. Yeah, I didn't see anything. Um, oh, it's got plus five, super... plus five to your dexterity and charisma, which I guess is possible if you're doing a four d six minus uh, lowest. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see anything groundbreaking in the other subclasses for Bard, unless you did. Um, everything seemed like pretty reasonable um, balance changes. You know, I mean, um, the the College of Glamour always having command was pretty cool. I liked that. Uh, College of Lore is pretty cut and dry. Get cutting words, magical discoveries. It doesn't sound like the sexiest version of the Bard, but it is definitely, in my opinion, the most uh, the most flexible because you get all of those extra magical discoveries. Yeah. And then you get uh, the peerless skill, which is uh, roll a uh, bark inspiration die and add the number roll to do twenty. Like that's really like you just get it to do to your, like automatically. Mm -hmm. So like that's nice. Yeah, it is. In the College of Valor kind of didn't really do much for me. Not much, just more the martial side, like adding the what does it say the bonus proficiency. Yeah, like you get martial training, yeah. you get the bonus proficiencies, you get some inspiration dice for like offensive and defensive stuff, which is fun. And like that's a very specific, that's a very powerful thing that they can do. But yeah. it's like it's if you're gonna do a melee character, there are there are easier ways to do this. There are, and there are yeah. better ways to do it too. But you know, if yeah, you want to play I, a bard and you want that specific area of like spell blade, like then you don't want to be a hex lock for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. It feels more like, I don't know, this is just me, but College of Valor feels more like a kind of um, an NPC kind of uh, like reasoning rather than like, I'm going to build my character as a College of Valor. Like I can see like, oh, this guy's a bard, but he's very sword-like, very martial. So you know what I mean? Sure. You know, he he attended the College of Valor, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things where like you have the most proficiencies, but like they have, they get extra attack. At level six, which is right around where um, instead of five, yeah, well, instead of five, which is just like the Blade Singer, but they only get the thing where, like, after you cast a spell that has a casting time as an action, then you can make an attack. With, like that's 
Level 13, that's a long way up to get something that's yeah. not exactly super powerful. Super powerful. Like, yep. that's, a, and that's a weird one. And it's something that, honestly, a lot of characters don't ever get to, level 14. You know? Yeah, like, what is it, like 70% of campaigns stop at, like, 12, 13? So, yep. like, once you get to level 14, or, like, and, like, that's the capstone of the of the subclass is get a bonus action as like use a weapon deck as a bonus action like what <laughs> little little bit not little not great but whatever <laughs> yeah um moving on uh to cleric mm -hmm. uh, another one of our classes that we're looking at anything really positive jump out um at you from the cleric um did they keep i can't remember it's been a little bit since i looked at this one did they keep the uh divine spark thing i think they did uh divine spark i believe that is a yeah specific under channel divinity. For channel divinity yeah yeah i like that they added it actually earlier technically uh but i liked it It was a healing thing that you could use your channel divinity yeah, for it was one of those things where it was it's it's what yeah it, it made sense because it's bringing back a little bit with the old style cleric that i think i talked about last episode where they were used to be able to just take a spell and make it a healing spell mm-hmm it's not quite the same thing, but you're using a channel divinity uh, slot or, a, you know, that particular. I'm, I want to say material. That's not the word I'm looking for. Mechanic. Mecha no, that's not it either. It's a. It's like the. Um, fuck. It'll come to me. Don't worry about it. Like, it's a, a resource. That's it. There a specific go. resource that like. And we'll talk about this eventually because uh, the monk is in here, I'm pretty sure. Like we said, I, I think we forgot about Yeah. Like the monk, not to jump the gun, has the same issue it's always had in that it has one resource and that's it. Yeah. So it's good when I see things like this where like, okay, they've got a different resource they can use as opposed to like only this that you get for a long rest and then this you get per whatever. And then you have another thing that you can use and it's, it's good to spread those kinds of resources around. So... The cleric has different things they can do and not necessarily run out and then can't do shit. <clears throat> Monk. Yeah, th uh, yeah. <laughs> this, it reminds me, and what I like about the cleric, um, at least what they're doing here, is it reminds me of what they did with the rogue. They took a identity mechanic, like, div you know, channel divinity is, is a, an identity part of the cleric. Mm -hmm. And just like sneak attack is a identity for a rogue. And they said, hey, can we add more to this mechanic? You know what I mean? Can, can we add another resource to it, like you are saying? And so they said, hey, how about we also allow a healing option? Just like the sneak attack now can do the um, the like the like tripping and prone and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love taking something that's been established and said, let's make it even better. It's the thing I keep... We'll get there eventually. It's the thing I keep saying with the fucking ranger. <laughs> do that with the ranger. Take your mechanic and make it better. You know? Yeah, for sure. And... Um, I will say this about the um, the cleric specifically. It's very uh, loaded into like the class. Like the class itself has a lot of like new and good stuff, whereas the subclasses are a bit more flavor than specific like power. Like they still yeah, like they, they still have plenty of domains. Like all the domains have their ups and downs, 
but like you look at how much stuff they gave to the cleric like there's a lot of stuff they gave to him yeah bless strikes Mike undead like i mean there's quite a bit of changes going on to the actual class itself. yeah like every every cleric gets commune every every cleric gets smite undead every cleric gets the the blessed strikes and improved blessed strikes even though you know it's 14th level yeah and it's just it's, it's crazy also, this was it i think i i think i'm correct in saying that this is also the first play test that said okay we know you like the epic boons, but we're also going to give you your 20th level feat as well. Yeah, you know I mean, this is the playtest where he said, epic boons are here to stay, but we need to also give you something else for hitting level 20. Yeah. So I like that they did that. Too. Having a capstone that's actually flavored to the class, I think is important, even though they've, the Wizards of the Coast have proven that it's very difficult to make good ones for each class. Because, mm -hmm. you know, some, some capstones in, th in the fifth edition are very good and some are laughable <laughs> yeah yeah for sure so it's just one of those things where you have to find that balance and i honestly really like epic boons i think epic boons are a good thing to have you need to be prepared for them though you have to you have yeah. to understand that like this is a thing that will most likely break your game unless you are prepared to deal with what that character can do now that it has you know some god ability which mm. is fine yeah, as far as subclasses for the cleric, it looked like most of the things that for like the life domain was just being a little bit more clear. Like, I guess there were some interpretation. I never played life domain, um, but like, I guess there were some discrepancies or, or unclear things about the healing, whether it was extra hit points or not based on the spell slot extended. Mm -hmm. So when I'm looking at the changes, a lot of it's saying, yes, it is extra. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a clarification. They, they added a single, right. they added a sentence that made it, clear how much you're like what you're getting like yeah. that's fine and yep, you know so that seems like most of the stuff but like there. life domain it, it it does a thing it's it heals you that's what it does yeah yep and it heals better than any other cleric class right like that's that's the main thing about it i would argue it heals better than basically anybody it, it has you. so many healing spells it just they just it just gives them to you okay yeah, you always have listed spells prepared, like aid, bless, cure wounds, mass healing word, revivify, like, just, you always have them, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It is a little strange the, that the, the cleric, like, uh, domain spells are so high level. I mean, I guess... Oh. Because, like, it used to be, like, you had, like, oh yeah, first, third, fifth, seventh, and, like, they've upped it to each time, like, third, fifth, seventh, ninth, which isn't out of the realm of, uh... Of possibilities because like you can probably get to level nine you probably will on a in any specific uh encounter or specific uh campaign but it's interesting it's also interesting that yeah. it goes from in terms of like the subclass things you get from sixth level and then the next one you get is 17th level that's 11 mm. levels but that's a big in change. between yeah. like bonus things you get and i think that's it's again because the actual class is so front-loaded yeah and like not even that and not not even that like the actual speaking of being front-loaded they've moved the domain choice from two to level one now so you can just take one level in cleric and get a bunch of stuff you have to get th it's a third level for uh each domain but it's the fact that you can choose them is interesting yeah that is interesting 
the um the light domain didn't seem like it it changed too much it was more of just either rewording or some like hey we're putting we're putting this feature here instead of like that oh no i i miss i misread they they oh i see what they did okay they the divine order which is choosing if you're a thaumaturge or a protector i see i i I misread that so no the the at uh, third level is when you choose your subclass, and then first level you get to choose whether you want to be a spellcaster or a uh, or or you want heavy armor, because like that the, the yeah. choices you get heavy armor and martial weapon proficiency, or you get uh, extra cantrip, and uh, you get bonuses to your intelligence, religion checks, and all that good stuff. All right, my bad, I misread that. <laughs> it's all good. Uh... One of my favorite changes for subclasses for cleric was actually the trickery uh, domain. I, I don't know if you got. I did to look, look at, at that. that. The uh, the invoke duplicity got some very interesting so things. So much better. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, being a bonus action rather than action is just a complete different way of doing your action economy. I would um, say that I the, love uh, the improved. I would say that no longer requiring concentration is the big part about that's, that thing. That's huge because now if I take a hit, my guy's still there. You know. And I was looking at the improved duplicity because they just completely changed it yeah. um, from the previous version. They did now, it can give me advantage on my hits. So having my duplicate next to you gives me advantage. Even though they can't attack you, they seem like a threat. So therefore I get advantage. It just gives you pack tactics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it does take, what, 17th level to get there. It, yeah. so, I mean, this is way upper level. And th- that's the kind of thing I'm talking about where like it's it's hard to give the, specials, the specialized things cool stuff throughout the entirety of the um of the of the subclass because they put so much stuff into the regular cleric like six to seven six is like 17th level like you would think like oh you pack tactics like i'm when i think of that i'm like okay so like 11th level yeah yep. no six six levels after 11th level it's like jesus okay <laughs> yeah it is different uh, I like the war domains. Um, they started adding the was it the weapon masteries mm-hmm. to the class. Yeah. I thought that was a good move. You know, well, if you're gonna have eight like any of them do that, then yeah, war would be the one. I guess tempest also might work, but yeah, I don't know. Choose the use the master property of a weapon. That's that's it's good. Should we talk about druid now, or should we skip it for later? What do you think? It's it's a big one. Uh, I mean, what would you skip to? Is the question. That's that's the that's the, that's a better question. Let's just talk about. Let's it. just talk about Druid. All right, man. What a change! The biggest change we we mentioned a little bit recently in a uh, our, our last episode, I think yeah. it was actually for Divine was the Wild Shape, right? Wild Shape was completely different the first time they tried doing it, and then now it's different again, right? Yeah, it's different again, but now it's more towards what it used to be. It's like a, it's yeah, a reversion, it's, it's but a compromise. it's a it's a reversion, but a nerfed reversion. Yeah, everybody now gets it as bonus actions. That I think it's that was part yes, of it, right? All druids now get uh, wild shape as a bonus action. That used to be what just circle the moon. Yes. Okay. Because that was the thing that moon druids did was shape change, and now it's like, no, that's not necessarily what they're going for with moon druids now, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, mm-hmm. Wildest Resurgence got uh, a big rework. They brought it down from almost never, no one would be getting it to most people will get it now. And I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Like you could just, it's just so you can do the thing more. Like that's just 
Oh, good thing. I'm not sure how much I like the, um, the give yourself a thing for using it. Like, I understand that, like, they want you to use all of your stuff, and so giving you the ability to get it back is, like, a good thing. Like an incentive? Yeah, like, yeah. it's an incentive to do the things you're good at, which, you know, is never a bad thing, but it kind of, like, it feels weird. It just, it doesn't feel right to me that that's how a lot of things work nowadays. Yeah, I thought just even, like, the very first level thing was different. The Was it the Primal Order, where you choose between Magician or Warden? Like, that was, I mean, that's different than what I remember Druid being like. You know, it's like, from the beginning, okay, let's start looking at the path that really affects your gameplay going later. Like... You know, taking weapon proficiency and medium armor armor training now can save you a feat later on. Yeah, it's the same thing they did with the cl with the cleric that I misread before, where they it's like, do you want to what what do you want to be? Do you want to be the fighter? Do you want to be the magician version of this class? Because they're they're kind of a halfway version between both things. Yeah, and druids are the same way. Like druids can be like the spellcasters, or they can transform into a bear and hit you with a with their you know and then claw you to death. It's just one of those things. Yeah, it's it seems like a big first level choice though, right? I mean, it, it which is kind of cool, actually. Like, how boring sometimes was it like creating a, a one a first level character? Like, this is actually something gameplay-wise for, for a level one character that makes a big difference for you. I, I honestly, I feel like level one characters are just kind of like, it's weird that they are the way that they are because not only are they boring to play, but it doesn't really matter that they're boring to play because you can level up within like, five minutes of playing so the game yeah so like well, what was the point of this yeah like literally any rpg ever made you know it's it's one of those things that's a holdover from like this is how we played this is how we made the game and then no one ever thought to change it it's like well why isn't level one just level three because level three is when it is fun <laughs> yeah and like you can just oh man like, that's because like oh that would mean that these adventurers are like really powerful compared to everything else it's like yeah that's that's a good thing i think yeah <laughs> yeah so um the let's let's talk about the actual wild shape itself i think that's going to help people if, if if that's something that they're into or, or form their opinion about the jury that is the big thing um, yeah, it seems to be a big part of the identity. I mean, which is interesting because the identity of a druid really is just nature, right? I mean, that's that's the actual identity of a druid, Nat and, and nat nature full caster. Um, and so it's interesting that the the wild shape has become such a big part. And so now what it looks like is that they're trying to make it a little easier with the um, beast shapes because now you have certain known, you have like a, a limit to your known forms. Mm -hmm. So rather than be like, oh, I have 50 million, you know what I mean? As long as it's a challenge rating of a quarter or down. No, it's like, no, you know three. It's just better. Figure out it's, what your three it's are. It's just to facilitate not stopping every time you want to do a, a wild shape and then like, exactly. oh, here, hand me the monster manual while I wait here for four minutes while I scroll through the index of monster of uh, animals to get where to where I want to be. And it's just like, that's... Like, it, it makes sense in, like, a I want to do a thing way, but it doesn't make sense in a there are four other people waiting for me to do this way. Yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I think it mainstreams it be, for, for better than for worse. Yeah. I think I like this. I also like the idea that it puts a... Yeah, streamlining... 
it also puts a little bit more ownership on player prep. Don't don't let the make the DM have to make you know look up the the challenge ratings for you. You know going into this that you have four known forms. I'm, you know, and like I'm gonna be real with you. Anybody who ever did this to me, and I was like, oh, you don't know what the uh, statistics for your form are. Well, that's fucking your own damn fault. I'm gonna make shit up if you don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't like what I made up? That's too fucking bad. You didn't know it. You <laughs> should have got this shit done, man. That's not. We're, I'm not here to look shit up for you. I'm here to bring you on an adventure and tell you if you do something wrong. I guess. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's one of those things where they've made it a lot. Uh, they've they've streamlined it for everybody. All the druids can do it now. And uh, mm-hmm. the only re- the only thing you can't do is have a fly speed until level eight. Yeah, until level eight. Yeah, and then I also noticed that hit points are your own hit points, right? It's not based on the... You're, you're no longer tanking with an animal. Yes, they are your hit points, except I believe uh, Circle of the Moon does get some temporary, temporary. hit points. Yeah. If, you, if they are. It's low. It's a low it's, amount. Yeah, it's too. not a lot. It's like... Uh, it, I believe it's either the amount of hit points that the actual animal has or, your, or five times your druid level, whichever is lower. Yeah. Like specifically, yeah, so I like think it's it, not a lot. Yeah, I um, when I did the survey, um, I actually told them I would prefer it to be like a for all wild shape. In my opinion, I wanted to be like lay on hands, where it's like you have a it's just five times your level. So if you're a level five, you have twenty five hit points well, at, with whatever animal. That, that is what, that know? is what they did, except they they added the uh, little thing of like oh, but if you choose a weaker animal, then you just get that many hit points. So you can't have like yeah. a a badger that has 20 that has you know four, four, 50 hit points if you're a 10th level druid <laughs> yeah because like that doesn't yeah. make any sense it's a badass badass uh, yeah badger. yeah because in that case you can do the thing like oh i'm super small so it's super hard to hit me and if they do hit me well i still have 50 hit, i have 50 hit points so it doesn't matter they have to hit me like four times you know so it's like it's, yeah. it's, one of, it's a balanced thing and like i understand it it makes sense for the um, circle of the land, um, one of the probably underused subclasses of druid because of circle of the moon. Um, I mean, all, you think circle the- all circles of the druid are underused because of circle of the moon. <laughs> Do you think this um, playtest helps fix that? Do you think subclasses became more feasible? I like the new one, the circle of the sea. I thought it was fun. I do like them. I'm interested to see how the other ones are affected because, like, a lot of them are going to be as if, as much as they don't want to redo Tasha's and Xanathar's. Like, these aren't necessarily super compatible with what they did in those yeah. books. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on, but I do like that. Um, I do like that they can change whatever, um, like specifically Circle of the Land. Like, they can choose lands to, to get their like um their bonus spells their spell list yeah yeah and they're and they're fun spells i think they amped up the spells themselves i mean yeah like, they've got freaking fireball sleet storm lightning bolt like these are good spells uh polymorph like you know what yeah. i mean like there's some there's some good shit there and i think it's i think it's more versatile and i'm definitely more interested in playing circle of the land than i was before yeah but with that being said, I still think Circle of Moon made some good changes with making it actually based on lunar stuff, like a lunar form. You yeah, know? I, I I have no problems with it. How I I like all of the uh, the druid subclasses, honestly, and like I don't necessarily 
play Druid a lot. I think I've played Druid twice ever. But, mm -hmm. you know, I would definitely consider doing Circle of the Moon because I like Moonbeam as a spell. Like, it's very useful. Combat Wild Shape just seems like fun. Uh, if I wanted to be a caster, I feel like I would go in a different direction than the Circle of the Land, even though they have good spells. If what I want are yeah. good spells, there's a wizard right there. It's perfectly good. Just use the wizard. Why not, then? That's yeah. just my specific, I like uh, outlook on it. The spell list for Circle of the Sea, uh, ninth level, you get Conjure Elemental. That's a fun one to have. That is a fun one to uh, have. And, and Hold Monster. I like that. The uh, swim speed at 6th level was nice. They have the uh, fly speed at 10th level. Mm -hmm. Like, there's some good shit. And they get the resistance to, what, cold, lightning, and thunder damage at 10th level. Yeah. There's a lot of good... They've got a lot of good things. And I think that they had to because they kind of... Like, there is some overlap between Circle of the Sea and Circle of the Land and just choosing, like, tropical or um, temperate. Because, like, there's a little bit of overlap. Like, they both get... Uh, Absolutely. They both get, like, lightning bolt both get uh like and like it's it's definitely a bit more specialized to like the ocean yeah but yeah it's it's good uh water breathing is good swim speed is good uh resistance to cold lightning and thunder those are three fairly common damage types especially when you're at 10th level like that's when you start to see the i mean i, I guess you're, you're well into the uh time frame where you're not just dealing with bludgeoning, slashing, piercing exclusively. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then uh, they've got a really they got a little aura for fourteenth level, which is you know it's it's pretty good. Yeah, I think um, I, I yeah I I like the circle to see. I think like you said you said it earlier, the circles overall just are better yeah, now for sure. Like the Dru Druid is definitely a plus. They've they've their, brought down uh, Moon while still giving it like a cool thing to do, but now it's not just the obvious choice. Yeah, yeah. The um next one, Monk. Monk is hit or miss for me. There's some stuff that I I actually do see them actually making good progress. Like it's small, but starting your unarmed strike at a D6 is much better. Like than starting at a D4. Um, because now we're talking short sword at least. That's so, it's so minuscule that I almost don't even want to talk about it. Like, is it, is it better? Yes, of course it is. Obviously. What, but how, like, how much better is it? Like, let's, let's do some calculations here. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I guess starting at the D12, uh, you can hit D12 now, right? Isn't that where it caps yeah. out? Yeah. So it's like... It gets up to a great axe, essentially. It essentially brings every D the DPR up for martial arts by one, because the difference between oh, on average, yeah, the, yeah. the difference between one D four average and one D six average is one damage. Yeah, so that's fair. Like, is that a great idea? Is that like a super strong thing? No, it's but like it's better. Yeah, it's just one of those things where I feel like monk was the one class that needed that like really crazy thing like a complete rework from the ground up we need to do something about this class and they just didn't do that it just because yeah, like the, this monk looks a lot like the monk we already have yeah i mean you say that but there, there are some good stuff going on here like uh, i know that's minuscule the the d6 um but the whole idea of I didn't really care. They missed, they changed the mark. Was it 
key points to discipline Whatever. points. That was just a that's just a name change. Um, but I thought there. What was it at? Um, the heightened metabolism. I like that. So you can regain your discipline points um, from a short rest. I know we talked about how short rests are. They were trying to fix short rests. They are. Tr um, they're trying to give I more things to short rest because the uh, turning warlock into a has caster blew up in their face. So now everyone yeah. needs to be better at short rests, which is fine. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the deflect energy was a fun improvement on deflect missile. That was that uh, is that fun. You get later on. I will I will, one hundred percent say like, redirecting a firebolt that's from one and then throwing it back at somebody. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but the problem with that is that in order to do that thing. You need to spend a key point. And I'm going to call them key points because I'm not going to call them the thing that they want me to call them. Yeah, yeah. It just takes too fucking long to say that. So, yeah. It does It does take so much longer. So, yeah. like <laughs> it's, You spend one key, you get to throw it back at somebody. That's fun. It's cool. I, it's, not, it's not that I don't like it. It's just that, like, you have to spend a key point for it. And you only have so many of those things. And even, when, even if you are, you know, level 14, you have 14 key points. It's like, all right, well, that, that point, sure. But... Like we've said before, not all the games do that. If, if you're only like a sixth level monk, seventh, sixth to like eighth level, like six to eight, like that's not a lot. Especially because a lot of things yeah. take more than one key point to do. Yeah, I did thought I did think that the there's that new thing that they brought in was it the martial arts die that comes into play later on. Um, if you saw the, the the new feature Defy Death, which is obviously a twentieth level feature, so we're talking end game. Yeah, the capstone. Um, yeah, the when you drop to zero points, you spend four discipline points and you roll four martial arts die. I thought that was pretty cool because it, it was kind of like the... Um, so you heal 4d12 damage, essentially. Yeah, I, after going down the zero hit points. I thought that was a kind of cool little thing. It is, and like it's, a, it's definitely interesting because it's like a tanky thing that they're giving to a monk. Yeah. But a lot of the things about monks, like, they don't... They... The idea of the monk is they want you to be like this melee skirmisher that runs in and like does some stuff and then and then kind of like ducks out like a like almost like a mm -hmm. rogue but like they're not good at it <laughs> like they're they're Would better you... they're better as a ranged skirmisher where they have like a some other weapon that they can use as a monk weapon and then they have all of those bonuses but they just don't use their fist which is weird. It doesn't really make yeah. any sense when you think about it in in line with the with the class. And I'm sorry, I don't have a lot of good things to say about Monk. I don't <laughs> like how they make the the class. Like it doesn't make any sense, even in the if the idea is cool. I was gonna say, wouldn't I mean? And this may be just me being stupid, but like I feel like they need another extra attack, like, um, at least to help fight all this shit. Because they just get the one at fifth. And like, the fighters get three extra attacks, right? Yeah. Um, maybe just giving monk two extra attacks, like maybe that could help just a little bit with the action economy. I uh, I guess I don't really know why they and like actually I do know why they do it. It's because if but unlike giving a uh, fighter three more attacks. A fighter can only do, like, the, the things that he can do so many times per round. 
Whereas mm -hmm. if you make it so that a monk has three different three attacks or two at or four attacks, key points. Like you're just gonna now. like you they use can't. all of your key points and you're just doing tons of shit every and it's just it's very weird. But it also lends into that the same issue where if you do that, you're four rounds in, you have no key points. <laughs> yeah. Because you've used all your key points doing all the crazy shit you just did. Yeah, so you are paying a price there. And they, that would that's the issue with this class is that they have key points and there's nothing else. There's no other way that they do stuff. It's all key points. Yeah. So it's just it's this is why I said the thing that I said earlier, where like I like that they have a diversified resource pool as opposed to putting everything into key. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, because a lot of my fixes, to be honest, are actually still using key. Mm -hmm. Like, my idea was, um, I thought it'd be cool to um, roll, like, use the martial arts die also as a self-heal, mm -hmm. so they can spend a key point to self-heal uh, kind of thing, kind of like meditation. Well, they, they, they do the thing where you can use a bonus action to, like, get rid of charmed, frightened, or poisoned. Like, that's a thing you can do. Yeah. And, like, that's cool. That makes sense for a monk, because you're, like controlling your whatever and that doesn't cost anything mm -hmm. that's just you just use a i mean it costs a bonus action, a bonus action. yeah that's not that bad yeah that's fair um anything in the subclasses stick out to you um i'm trying to i'm looking through i didn't see much in shadow the, shadow does the thing the, where you can cast darkness but you can still you can see in darkness you get minor illusion. You get you get still get your tele your like your teleportation in in dim and dim light or darkness, which is good. It's okay. it's not anything crazy, really. Yeah, I like the uh, way of the elements. The new thing, the environmental burst. Um, it reminded me of the arcane eruption a little bit. Essentially, it's like a a big elemental explosion, but you use the martial arts die yeah. for it. Yeah. It's pretty good. It costs two key points to two. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> did you see they nerfed the quivering palm? Uh, did they? Yeah, they, it can't do as much damage as it used to. When you hit a creature with an arm strike, spend three key points, lol. Uh, to, <laughs> uh, number of days, which lasts for a number of days equal to your monk level. The vibrations are harmless unless you do that. And then it does 10d12 plus your monk's level of force damage. So it used yeah. to be I can knock down any hit points down to zero. Like I could oh, literally, like, I see. I could one hit, one hit someone. Okay, I'm gonna be relying on you to tell me what the monk used to do because I, like, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't. It makes sense. Adding, it shouldn't. You shouldn't have a one hit. Adding move. your monk level to a 17th level thing seems strange. Like I'm not really sure what that that what what that is about. Like this makes sense. <laughs> weird it's like a yeah, like plus seventeen, plus eighteen. It's like okay, yeah. <laughs> all right, whatever. Uh, and like it makes it, it is a probably one of the better um, capstones, just because like you know it's good, and, const and like constitution saving throws aren't necessarily super common in monster stat blocks. Mm -hmm. So like that's a thing. That's that's not terrible. Uh, why can't what just? Why does it have to be discipline points? Why is it key <laughs> points? Just let them I, I do know. things. 
I well, you know, I was wondering if there was some kind of reaction that caused that, but I have not heard anybody talk about key points negatively. So I'm I'm curious. I would like to you know, if audience knows something that we don't, let us know. But like I I, Am I, crazy? I didn't know. Am I crazy for thinking for that key switch. points are bad? <laughs> or do you mean like or no, the or the no. name of it you're talking about? Yeah, I don't know why they changed uh, who, it. Who, who knows? Yeah. Um, I I like key points in general. I do like the key mechanic. I just wish that there um, there was they got more key points in. General. Yeah, but you like Witch Bolt. Like, so what does that say? <laughs> well, you know what? I've grown away. I've got. I got pissed when I realized that Witch Bolt doesn't scale mm -hmm. with the concentration. Mm -hmm. Like it hit. You can hit it for two d twelve, but it doesn't stay two d twelve. And that pisses. That pisses. Yeah. Me off. It's fine at low level, but once you once you <laughs> scale it, it, you leave it in the dust. Yeah, where it fucking All belongs. Right, let's, get a, let's get on some better stuff here. Paladin. Paladins. Paladin made some good changes. Did they? I liked what they did. Do you? Yeah, the lay on lay on hands as a bonus action is beautiful. <laughs> that is good. I do like that. That is so nice. I can finally do attack, attack, lay on hands. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You could do that. Um, so I do like that. Mm -hmm. Um, the smite as an unarmed strike. Now you and I talked about that. Any DM who wasn't allowing that, dude, why guys? Why? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> just weird. No, the um, the thing that I'm talking about, where I was like, are you sure it's good? Is now the paladin smite spells, right? These are all mm -hmm. the spell. These are like I think all of them except for one of them, and we'll look, and we'll confirm this later when we look through the. Uh, they're exclusive now, right? Well, they're, some of them are exclusive. Some of them clerics can do, but most of them are exclusive to paladins. But the issue with them now is that they are a bonus action to cast. Were they not already? I no. I where they before were. it was an action part of your attack. Oh, okay. I, which is I think much th better. <laughs> yeah. I think there might have been a couple that were bonus action, like I think searing smite because I used to do searing smite. Some of them were some sure. of them were a bonus action to cast, and then they did a thing. But most of yeah, them were wait. Par as part of your attack, you do a thing. It was like booming blade essentially, but you know, okay, better. Yeah, the best balance was the divine smite. I thought the fact that they made divine smite only once per was it a turn? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's much nicer. <laughs> well, now it's going to be once per turn because it's a bonus action. Yeah, could you imagine sneak attack, sneak attack? You know what I mean in the same. Like, well, I mean that was that was the the cheese, right? That was know. the good cheese that they had for divine smite. But that is gone. Yeah, it's it's just. Yeah, and like I I I'm looking at the uh, playtesting now, divine smite. Bonus action, which you take, which you take immediately after hitting a target with a melee weapon or an unarmed strike. So it's not even like you can put it on and then attack. You have to, you, you, you have hit. to save your bonus action until after you attack to then use the smite. I didn't think of it that way. That's interesting. Yeah. So like, it's not. It's definitely worse than it is now in fifth edition. So. Yeah, I did not think about the fact that you might forget to save your bonus action. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. So Doesn't um, sound like a big thing, late, but, you know, sometimes people don't yeah. think about that. Yeah. 
I, I do like, I cannot stress enough, the lay on hands is, is, is a big deal <laughs> because it's a big mechanic of, of a paladin, you know? Yeah. It's just now the paladin is bonus action heavy. And, like, there are things you won't be able to do. Like, you can't, now you can't do a smite and a lay on hands in the same turn. You mean they're a monk now? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, they're not reliant on key points. Key. They're reliant on... Their, their, their action points. economy doesn't make... It's not as convenient as it used to be. Yeah. Used to, like... That's fair. Yeah, like, it used to be, like, oh, man, like, 5th edition right now, you can, if you're a paladin, like, oh, smite this guy for fucking 5d8 damage and then lay on hands my friend for fucking 30 health points and you feel like a fucking badass did you see they got rid of oathbreaker by the way um it's now just a rp thing like there, there's no actual oathbreaker class anymore i, I was reading about that i one. don't know if they're not gonna have that it, it may not be in this particular playtest, but i very much doubt they're not gonna have some kind of actual uh, mechanic for oath breaking yeah essentially they were trying to make you go and just join a different oath and i was like that's weird you don't just immediately take up a different oath. you know what i mean like yeah i didn't like that like i mean what do you hmm because like the question is if you do that if you do the thing where like okay you've broken your oath you're not the, you're not the, a paladin of devotion anymore you've you've lost that do you yeah put the do you just lose all your levels like what what is that you're like a level zero yeah. motherfucker now what what is that i, I don't yeah. know because because they're like oh you just become an oath oath of like you know ancients or something like that and it's like no i don't i didn't just magically start taking a different oath you know yeah i don't i don't know what they're th what they're thinking there if that is what they're actually wanting them to do i i appear i'm I peering into the future with my third eye and thinking they're probably going to have <laughs> some form of uh, mechanics for oath breaking. Yeah, like not not to not to spoil anything, but like I I, I can't <laughs> imagine them not having that. I can't. It would make no sense to not have that. It's been part of like a blackguard has been part of the whole thing since three point five and hasn't gone away since. So I don't think it's going to go away yeah. right now. Take and There's also taking away subclasses is not what they're going to be doing. Oh. Like, if anything, they're just going to, like, keep the Oathbreaker. Because, like, cause here's the thing. You can still use the Oathbreaker in, in, from 5th edition. Like, this is 5.5. It's a, it's backwards compatible. Backwards compatible. So, like, it's, yeah. it's neither here nor there, really. Yeah. Did you, um, did you say earlier that you liked the new Oath of Vengeance? Was that was something that you liked? Or... I liked the Oath of Vengeance because it made sense for my character to do. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, I wasn't sure it was a mechanic thing. I mean, I do, I do like the mechanics, but I like the mechanics yeah. of the old one too so it's just kind of like yeah i like the the vow of enmity thing where like you can now transfer it after it the creature hits zero hit points mm -hmm. so it kind of like hunter's mark you know how you can transfer your hunter's yeah. mark. yeah i like that they said hey yeah you can transfer that it doesn't just go away yeah i like i i really do like vow of enmity and i like that giving yourself like it's a really easy way to give yourself advantage which is really good yeah yeah, and then um, if uh, what I'm gonna, what I was planning on doing is getting uh, Elven accuracy for Sephira, like the I think it's like either the Zanathar's like racial trait, where yeah, the one gives you advantage. Well, what it, what it does is if you have advantage, 
on any attack that uses oh, a like... dexterity, intelligence, wisdom, or charisma uh, attack roll, you get it's a critical. No, rate. you get like bonus. You get you get ultra um, advantage where you can re-roll one of them. Oh, that's what it was because I know when we were having a we had one of our sessions with Shattermare, they were talking about it. Yeah, Elven Accuracy. I think it was the the Mesozoic Park. Makes one. sense, but yeah, that Mes- the uh, Elven Accuracy is anytime you have advantage, you can re-roll one of them. Which gives you like super advantage. Okay. Okay. It's almost it's like a it's like um, a, a lucky feat, but you can use it more than three times, and only for attacks, I guess. But it's it's really good. I think it would be it's it's pretty uh, on point for uh, Safira because she's going to be using a lot of charisma based attacks. <laughs> so we got a couple more classes to look at here. One of them is the ranger. Um, I. I am disappointed in it. Just that I know I've said it a lot already, but I think that it doesn't go far enough. Um, I think that they thought it'd be fun to go, oh, we'll just give you Conjure Barrage and Conjure Volley as class features, and that will make you happy. I was like, no, they were fucking spells that I could get. I don't want them as a class feature. I want to have new class feature stuff. Yeah. I think Hunter's Mark is still not fixed. Hunter's Mark is one of those things where, like, it's ver- they're not going to fix it. And, like, they tried to fix it, and then they went back. It's like, guys, just make Hunter's Mark not bad. Yeah. It, in the Ranger... It's not a big ask. I don't think it's a the big The Ranger ask. falls into the Marshall area, and the Marshall... Enti- the entire Marshall subclass of, of uh, Power Balance is completely fucked, because for some fucking reason... They they don't understand that the the power level of marshals at high levels is so fucking bad. Yeah, it's so fucking bad. And like, I'm gonna give you an example that I've heard from uh, it was either Pack Tactics or someone from like from a different like a YouTuber. Like, let's look at um, let's look at the 17th level thing you get as a ranger. It's Conjure Volley. Conjure Volley. Yeah. Like that's a spell. I think it does like 10d8 or something like that. It's not even that much, I don't think. Yeah, it's not. It's not great. Well, let's look it up. Conjure volley. How much does it do? Da 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 da. Eighty-eight force damage, as a fifth level okay. spell. So, which which is a top level spell? Like that's the most, that's the most you do. get is fifth is fifth level, and so this is sep- yeah. level seventeen. At level seventeen, your wizard friend is transforming you into a dragon. <laughs> They have ninth level spells. They just true polymorph you into a dragon, and you are too scared to give a martial character anything that does over eight d eight damage. Yeah, it's it, it is stupid. It is extremely stupid, and they don't get they they get only one extra attack. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's so annoying. And like, I'm of two different camps with Ranger. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, you know what? Can we just give them all Beast Companion and like fucking then give them a different subclass? Because maybe just a beast companion will make it better. I mean, they gave the they same... gave wild shape to every druid. I don't know why uh, rangers can't have. You know what they should do is the same thing they did with the um, with the cleric and the druid, where like they have two separate ideas. You can go with it. You can go with like uh, I would love like, that. Uh, oh, like here's like or three. Like here's like because they used to do this for um, like as a fighting style thing, which I guess you can still do. You still have the fighting style, but I would like a level one thing. Would you like to be a, more of a caster, like a like a beast, range, like a master, mm-hmm. like a animal companion person? Or would you rather be more of a martial person? I think that would be great. I think, that, I think that's the 
the easiest way to, get to solve this. Fix. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think you do that, and I'm broken record, and you make fucking Hunter's Mark scalable like like every other martial die and everything else. You well, know? it's really one of those things where they're afraid that Hunter's Mark, if it scales, will be too powerful. But, like, do the math on this. Hunter's Mark... Have you seen Sneak first Attack? First of all, you only... Yeah, well, we'll get to Sneak Attack. <laughs> if you're a ranger, you only get two attacks, right? Like, they don't get more than that. Nope, that's it. So, like, at, at best, at a fifth-level spell, Hunter's Mark, you'll do an extra 5d6 per hit. Which, if you do the, if you do the math on that... So, let's, let's do some math here. So if a d6 does point, what one d6 does is averages at uh, 3.5. So you times that by, what did I say, 5? Five? 5, yeah. All right, so that's 17 and a half damage per, like, if you, assuming every single attack hits, that's an extra 17.5 damage rounding, like, the, on average. Now, you're not going to, you're not yeah. going to hit every time. So we're going to time, we're mm -hmm. going to multiply that by 65%. Mm -hmm. So that's about 11 damage. For a, like, and now, to be fair, this is over and over and over again, and you get other things besides that, but, like, 11 damage per round isn't killing shit. Like, it's not, it's not crazy, but, like, it's pretty good for a fifth level spell, which yeah. is fine. You can have, you can be good. Please make it good. Yeah. But, like, first of all, it's only one, it's one attack it's like one enemy per thing. Like it's not an AOE thing. It's not anything else. And like this is the same thing for Hex, but Hex is a little bit different because, you know, Warlocks do actually get four attacks at, yeah. at like 17th level or whatever. And they also, and Hex gives you uh, the ability to give something at disadvantage, right? You, you pull something down. Um, What it does is it, uh, it gives disadvantage like on ability, uh, ability checks, which is, it can be good. It can, it can be good. But, you know, it's it's niche. Unless you have the... Uh, well, we'll talk about that in the next playtest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see anything else really stick out to you on the Ranger. I mean, it's... I, I just think they copped out. Like, they were like, yeah, Conjure Barrage is a pretty cool spell. Let's make it a feature. And I, I can't stress enough that it's like, no, that's not... Let them just get this... Let them pick that spell. Give them something else that balances them, you know? Yeah. Like it, like the the speed up is good. Uh, At least they get weapon mastery. Weapon mastery is good. They get. Uh, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm looking at the level eighteen thing where you get blind sight, but it's only at thirty feet. Yeah. And it's at level eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> good luck getting there again. Yeah. They also. Um, they did some weird stuff. Uh, if you got a chance to look at the Beastmaster, mm -hmm. um, they didn't make the Beastmaster any better, which is what I was hoping they would. Because to me, the best version of Beastmaster is Drake Warden um, from Fizzbins. Yeah. And uh, what they did with Drake Warden is that me, my Drake making an attack is not a part of my action economy. Yeah. And Beastmaster is still, to this day, I have to use a bonus action for me to have my beast do something. Also, how come point, it's a how come druids get to be whatever they want to, but rangers still have to use this shit these shitty fucking uh, templates? Templates, they're dumbass templates too. <laughs> like it's not they're not even good. 
yeah it's it, and they, they don't scale well it, it's bad look at the fucking uh armor classing the armor classing sucks like <laughs> yeah it, it is shit yeah, I don't like. I understand that having an entirely like playing two characters essentially is rough, but like they're so afraid of making marshals good. They're so terrified that if they that about making marshals good, and they just they don't seem to realize that marshals are so outclassed post level fifteen that it's a joke. Yeah. No, you 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 hit the nail on the head with the level seventeen feature. I think that's honestly, I, I never compared the two. I know in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, at 17th level, full casters get ninth level spells. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know that, but I never put together, what does a ranger get at 17th level? Oh, okay. Bullshit. You like, know? Yeah. Like a fifth level spell, which is fine because they're a half caster, but like they don't, they two attacks. Like I know you're most likely have two weapons and therefore you get more than that because rangers have you get the bonus. Yeah, because rangers have yeah. that. But like it's just It feels like a multi-class class now. It doesn't feel like a class that I'm gonna stay in my whole time. It really unless I just love the RP. Honestly, I agree. I feel like taking three levels in Ranger to get to Hunter and taking like either Horde Breaker or Retaliator or something, that would be really just good. Just for the Yeah. Horde Breaker is really nice. And at third level, you get Hunter's Lore, too, which is pretty good. Which means, basically, you get to ask the DM, like, oh, yeah, what's the weaknesses of this creature that I'm looking at? And they just have to yeah. fucking tell you, which I think is funny. Yeah. But, like... Was it the Final fa Final Fantasy, the... What is it called when you, like, you peer into... Oh, my God, I can't think of it. When you uh, look at what the stats are. Oh, uh, scan, essentially. Scan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then... Kimari from fucking... <laughs> but, yeah, and then... You know, Hunter has some pretty good stuff. They have like they have evasion once you get to level seven, uh, or you could choose uncanny dodge if you want. Like you get one of the rogue things because, God forbid, any marshal is as good as the rogue is. Yeah. Well, I think you uh, mentioned our segue there. Yeah, I think this is a perfect rogue. way to go into rogue, the good marshal class. Yeah, so well done. Um, this is this the one this makes me mad. that they fixed this. Yeah, attack? this is makes this makes you know what Rogue is so good. It makes me mad. <laughs> I'm upset at how good Rogue is because you compare it to the other martial classes and it blows them out of the water. Yeah, just to be clear, this is not the. Oh yeah, this is the good one. This is the one that has devious strikes. Yeah, this is the one yeah. that has cunning strikes. Yeah, fucking great. But the best addition to this game since Weapon Mastery. Yeah, it's, I mean, the idea, because it's a trade-off, too. That's my favorite part, is it's a trade-off. They don't just get that. They have to sacrifice damage to do yeah. it. Yeah. And, like, that's such a that's such an interesting thing. Like, it makes, like, like oh, man, do I want to give up my damage to, like, you know, do a thing? Or, like, let, let's see what the things you can do. Like, oh, do you want to poison them? Dude, poisoning somebody? For all it costs is 1d6, and you get to fucking poison them. That's so good. Yeah. That's so now good. Now they have disadvantage. D it's disadvantage on all their attacks. So good. Oh, by the way, by the way, disarming someone is not to be overlooked. Like, think about how good disarming can be in a fight. And like, it's not even like the best part about disarm is that it's it doesn't even say that it has to be a weapon. It just says item. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's and that's what I was thinking is like role play wise, something stole like you're in a heist mission. Yeah, you can disarm the person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's great. like you're fighting some guy and like he's holding up the freaking. Uh, you know, MacGuffin from a string and then the rogue just like cuts it and takes it. Like that's fucking excellent. Oh, here you go. Withdrawal. I can do a, what do you call it? Oh my gosh. What is that called? Uh, disengage. Disengage and still have my bonus action. Are you, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so great. There's one... And these are just the low ones, by the way. These aren't devious strikes. These are just the cunning strikes. Yeah. There's one that I'm going to... Um, that I'm going to bring up when we get there that's going to blow everyone's mind because it's so fucking good. But yeah, like, cunning strikes. The baseline, fifth level rogue cunning strikes. Disarm, poison, trip, withdraw. And, and like, the, the trip is just... If it's large or smaller, uh, it... To succeed on a dexterity saving throw, which usually large monsters aren't necessarily super good at, and they just yeah. get prone. So good for one d six damage, Con- considering and, at fifth and, level. Like, what's your like? You're you're at three d six. I was about to say that's what I was gonna bring up. They're at three d six at fifth level, and they're getting uncanny dodge in that same level, and you're going up in proficiency all in that same level. <laughs> fifth level is oh my beautiful. god, <laughs> so good. You feel like a god at fifth level. And like, it's fuck like it, oh my god. Steady, like they at third level they have a bonus action advantage. Like they, as a bonus action, you get advantage on your next attack roll. It's on the current turn, yeah. but like fucking, but still, holy shit. Yep. And they it's get and they get weapon great. mastery. I don't know why, but they, they fucking get it. <laughs> it's in their sneak attacks, but okay. <laughs> God. Yeah. They're so good. Okay. Look at those devious strikes. Days knocked out obscure. Ugh. Now knocked out is a 66. It take you know, it, it is it's a lot. You're using essentially everything, right? To get that. Mm-hmm. But once again, unconscious for one minute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh I mean, it's it's pretty good. And then Obscures, yeah. they're blinded. until. I mean, it's only until the end of their next turn. But, like, it's pretty good. Yep. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. And I, I do think that the, the cunning... Was it the cunning strikes? Mm-hmm. Are more bang for their buck at 1d6. You yeah, know? But... absolutely. Absolutely it is. And then, you know... Uh, we're gonna let's moving on to arcane trickster, but like arcane trickster, like it's it's a, I guess a freaking two fifths caster. Yeah, yeah, it's two fifths. Um, they do get cantrips though, unlike uh, half casters. Yeah, that's true. Three cantrips, yeah. Well, mage hand and two other cantrips. Yeah, my ranger doesn't get that, so. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, now, as, I don't think they change too much for Arcane Trickster because it's already, really, it's a good, it's a good stuff box. It just You is. get spells. Spells um, are good. Yep, it's fun. It's great for RP at the same time. Um, cool look to it, like a cool vibe mm-hmm. to it. All right, assassinate for the assassin. 
you now have advantage on initiative rolls. Mm -hmm. And then you get the extra damage if uh, if you go before yeah. them. Like surprises. I don't even know if surprise is going to be. You a no thing. longer need some. You no longer need surprise. Like that was the main thing that caused people not to be able to assassinate was the not having surprise. Yeah. You just got rid of that requirement. Assassinate is now going to happen so much more. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Assassin did not need to get better, but it did. But it did. And, you know, <laughs> and this is another thing, too. Like, this is the same as, like, the cleric, where, like, there's not a ton of stuff in uh, in mm -hmm. the subclasses for rogue, but the rogue itself is so they... good that it doesn't need it. Yep. Uh, Squash Buckler is fun. I mean, I, we can, actually, we can talk about the assassin a little bit more, I guess. Uh, yeah. I like the Invenom weapon, you know, it just... That's cool. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, so I'm super into poison weapons ever since I played Baldur's Gate three. Yeah, they they fifth edition uh, kind of overlooks poison as a thing, like in specific poisons especially. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, seventeenth level you get the death strike, which is a pretty good capstone for assassin. Mm -hmm. Like succeeded constitution throw or attack attacks damage is doubled, which it doesn't say that it doesn't count for. Uh, for sneak attack or for crits yeah so a double that's a double. so much damage and you know what the the craziest part about that particular thing is think back when i when we were talking about the monk and what it had to do to get the thing that it needed to do at 17th level and then look at rogue and it's just you just get to do it you just get to do it it's just handed to them yep <laughs> no key point just that would cost like six key points. Yeah, like whenever you hit with your sneak attack, which you should, which should be every single round. Yeah, just get fucking advantage. Well, I mean, this is it, this only applies to the first round of combat, but still, like starting out combat, bam, advantage, sneak attack, fucking ten, well, seven point five percent chance of getting a, a fucking critical. Just, yeah. Fuck. It's really good. And then they also have some uh, some sneaking around stuff, the infiltration expertise, where like you just are really good at being mm -hmm. at assassinating. Like it's, it's it's good. Yeah, it's it's a really useful like if, if that's the way, route you want to mm -hmm. go, um, they have made that option extremely rewarding mm -hmm. to take. You know, you can spend all twenty levels in rogue and you'll be happy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's capstone's pretty good. Uh, thief is a is a good one. I mean, already like thief is a, is a good subclass to have. Did we just uh, did, we, did we go over? We we forgot about Squashbuckler. I missed Swashbuckler. <laughs> Sorry, it's on the side, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, it's okay. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. A, a, a charisma bonus to initiative is fun. Goat is fun. All is fun. The pairing stance. Is pairing nice. stance is really nice. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, Master Duelist is also really very interesting. Melee after using your. I feel like if Go ahead. if I'm a mid if I'm a mid maxer, I'm not going to choose it. But if I'm a role player, I choose it because it might fit my character. Yeah. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, absolutely. Can definitely agree. All right, is it time? It's time. Oh. We're gonna bring up Thief. Thief. Ninth level Thief. Supreme Sneak. 
If you have the hide actions invisible condition, this attack doesn't end that condition on you if you end the turn behind three quarters cover or total cover. You <laughs> sacrifice 1d6 damage to continue to be invisible. invisible. Yep. Which gives you a sneak attack Which on the next one, Which means you just automatically get sneak attack your next turn. What? For 1d6, <laughs> For 1D6 you, you can own property as a... <laughs> For seven damage per round, you can become unfucking targetable. Unless they do something to that, you know, change that. But holy shit! Yeah, unless you're, you know, fighting true sight, it doesn't, you know. Unless they do something to bring you out of it, yeah. And then, Thief also has the interesting thing where they've had since three point five, where or three point, yeah, three point oh actually, where they have like the special ability to use magical devices. Mm -hmm. which is weird also they get an extra magical item to attune to them because lol why not because they're a thief <laughs> like it's roll a d6 on a 6 you use that thing without expending charges you can use any spell scroll you can use any spell scroll <laughs> what the fuck This is all of the best parts of Marshall and also the best parts of spellcasting. All in one. There's no reason not to... It's like, if you want to be, like, the most fucking broken fucker, get a friend to make you spell scrolls or sell or buy spell scrolls. Any, any spell. And you can use... Any spell! Oh, so good. I can't. What's the last part? The thief's reflexes? Who you cares? Know? You can use any spell! I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, uh, basically, uh, you can take turn two turns during the first time in combat. You take your first oh turn in normal initiative and your second turn at your initiative <laughs> minus 10. You just get to use it. You just get to go twice because fuck you. Because, <laughs> you know, because you're a thief. <laughs> Which means they're you, like, which, you know, which, you know what, Aladdin, we really like you. We think you're powerful. You know, you know what? That you know what that means? You can cast two spells per turn. <laughs> per, per round. Well, yeah. Yeah, per round. Two per, per round. round. You know who can't do that? Yeah. Literally anybody else. Wizards. <laughs> oh. oh man. This is what I'm talking about. Like, this is so fucking good. And then you look at fucking Ranger and you look at Fighter and you're just like, what are you afraid of? You gave rogues the ability to use any spell scroll. <laughs> <sighs> well, we should break from the deep dive for a second and uh, talk about something else. Like, I don't know, sports. Hateful. My dude, I went to that game today. I like You went to the game yeah. today? I was at that game. Oh. I was at the game. I Eflin looked so good in the beginning. He was good until he wasn't. And then he gave yeah. up fucking two home runs for What's What's with the umpires this year? By the uh, way, they really want to lose their job. They really don't they really yeah. want to go home and they want to be sitting on their couch watching the game instead. Because if I'm MLB, 
and I'm looking at these like robot umpires in the minors and I'm looking at like, and then you turn your head slightly to the left and you see fucking <laughs> Angel Hernandez. The guy, dude, during the game today, the guy swung at the pitch that hit him and they gave him first base. On the foot, yeah. It's like, they gave him first that's base. not how the, and he went across. That's not, what it, that's not how the game works. That's not the rules. And, and I'm watching on TV, so I get, I you know, for me, I'm getting this, the box and everything. And I'm watching, and I'm no longer calling the strike zone. I kid you not, I was calling what the ump was going to call. Yeah. So if it was like six inches outside or inside, they were calling outside and inside all day today. I was like, that's a strike. That's a strike. Because no matter what, if it was if it was just outside or inside, they're going to call it. Down or up, they, they called the strike Bro, zone. I'm you not know? Even, that's not even the worst part. They missed fucking calls right at their eye level like there was yeah. there was three or four pitches where like right at the numbers right at the, right underneath the numbers the guy's staring right at it calls it a ball mm -hmm. i'm just like i don't I, uh, what are we doing what is yeah. this fuck me i was happy i was happy for yandi today i thought he redeemed himself from the first game well uh, he made some really good defensive plays did. i think two to be exact that quick dive where he got the double play yeah. And then the uh, that real long run down the foul line. Yeah, that was really good too, dude. He fucking snapped that ball out of the air too. He was pissed. Yeah. He was so mad. Yeah. And I don't blame him. How often do you see Randy miss a diving catch? You don't see that. Too he often. was so far away from it, man. Man, he was four. He was three yeah. feet away from that ball. There was no reason for him to dive. I don't yeah. know what he was doing. He's, he hustles his ass off. But yeah, I thought he didn't have the worst series. To be honest, I thought you know he still got three hits. Out of, out of two games that's not bad you know some of them were fine it's like look we didn't have clanahan we didn't have springs we didn't have no we didn't have rasmussen we didn't have brandon lau who finally got his swing together we didn't have luke rayleigh like it was yeah. we who's a big Wander, bat. luke rayleigh wander franco bat. is dead yeah so like we're just i don't even and you know the, the worst part about this is i don't know what we do next year what do we do? Uh, for me, it's veteran presence. I think they need a veteran presence. You know, it's great that we have Junior and, and Curtis and all these guys who will eventually be good. But when we got to the postseason, we had we just didn't have the veteran presence. I guess. like Because, like, McClanahan's out all next year. Springs will be back. Yeah. I mean, we have so And Rasmussen will be back at the end. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I guess Savali so, so is staying, which is good. Yeah, we'll have Eflin. We'll have Eflin. It, like, it'll be good if, like, we just need a different training staff. Like, our training staff is We're going to trade Glasnow next year. Yeah, make, probably. That's fine. Yeah. Glasnow, I, thought... I, I don't mind Glasnow. He's so inconsistent. He either has it or he does not. Yeah. He always has strikeout stuff. He just doesn't always have He's, command. That's the it's, problem. It's, there's a lot of stuff going on. He's six foot eight, so there's just a lot of things that he has to do to get the mechanics yeah. just right. And he doesn't necessarily always have them just right. I texted you during game one. I was like, his stuff is filthy. Now, he gave up four runs, but his stuff was filthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, and that's what Cash said. Cash was like, you know, what can you, like, he didn't, he's not on today. And the guy's like, well, he has eight strikeouts. It's like, yeah, and he's not on. Yeah. Today. You know, like, that's the yeah. thing with Glasnow. When he's on, he's unhittable. Yeah. So I, that's, I don't mind. That's why I don't mind trading him bad. just because we, we do kind of need to replenish our uh, our our farm system because we, we gave away a lot yeah. the past two years. So hopefully we can get something for Glass now. Uh, you know, assuming that we don't just keep him and let his uh, 
contract run out. But we'll, we'll see. I don't see that happening. Not the Rays, at least. Well, it depends on what we're doing. I, I think that we we need someone of that, like, I know Freddie Freeman's untouchable for us right now, even though he was almost here. Yeah. Um, I think we need someone of that age and that mindset. Well, we've tried that before. It doesn't necessarily always work out. It's true. Nelson Cruz didn't pay yeah, off. Yeah, Pat Burrell didn't pay off. That was the worst pickup ever by us, actually. In my yeah, opinion. well, that was why we got him. I mean, yeah, he beat us in the World Series and then choked the whole next yeah. year. Yeah, I think our pitching is still bright in the future, and I, th I think our team is still bright in the future. It's literally just it's such can Diaz do what he did again? It's so it's you just know? so awkward because we have so many injuries, we have so many stuff going, we have so much stuff going on. Like unless yeah. we can actually get our money back for Wander Franco, like what are we like? I don't know if we can make a lot of moves. Which I mean, I'm pretty sure we yeah. will because there's no way they're going to make us pay Wander Franco if he's in jail in Venezuela or Dominican Republic or wherever the hell it's the DR. Yeah. yeah, like if he's in jail in yeah. DR, then we're not paying his contract. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's 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 exasperating. I'm just happy that hockey is is back in a, in a, a week. Yeah, um, they had their they had a preseason game. Was it yesterday? They've had a couple preseason games. Yeah. Okay. They didn't they play Florida recently? Or uh, no? they played Nashville. Nashville. I don't okay. think they played Florida. If they did, I missed it. I saw. I saw the Bucks pull off a win this past weekend. Yeah, the Bucks looked good this weekend. They looked all right versus the fly the Flyers, the uh, Eagles as well. Oh, can we talk about something actually? Going back to the Rays real quick, it's been bothering me on social media seeing the amount of people complaining about our attendance during the off the postseason. We got fucked, bro. Who the like, hell is gonna go to a fucking game three o'clock on a goddamn Tuesday? You ask me every day, do you want to go? And I wanted to say yes, but I'm a people teacher. People have shit you know to I mean? do. Like, people have jobs. Yeah. It's like it's not like oh man, I can't believe that. Like oh, that, that's not a problem in New York. Yeah, it's because you guys are a bunch of fucking bums with no jobs. Apparently. Yeah. Someone said people. Uh, someone from New York Yankees said try getting to a Yankees game during game day. You mean with your public fucking transportation? Bro, it's so easy to go to a New York Yankees game. It's so easy to go to a Boston Red Sox game. You can park fucking 10, 20 miles away and there's a train that brings you there. Yep. And it's right next door. Like you, the stop for the stadium, I've been there. It's right yeah, there. No. You know what I mean? No, like, it's not the same. And anyone, anyone yeah. talking about Minnesota, like, oh, Minnesota's like, oh, we had a 3 p.m. game too and everyone showed up. Yeah, you have two fucking cities that are both larger than tampa right there so fucking yeah. get get off our dick all right you want to you want also, people to go to the they, game make it at a point where people can actually fucking go to it and they weren't full their stadium just has more capacity than ours no. 19 000 today we had twenty thousand. Yeah. Twenty thousand is very high for us like we gotta understand that like without did we open i couldn't see did they open up the upper top like yeah the upper section open. Okay, so with the upper section, we get up to about 35,000. That's what we can hit. Without the upper section, though, we're 25,000. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's about what we hit. Mm. So it's not like 19 is underachieving. That's actually not bad for a Tuesday and a Wednesday game at 3 p.m. Yeah. In St. Petersburg. Look, like... Against Texas. You're, you're, yeah, well... it's Here's the thing. It's in St. Pete. 
It's gonna be in St. Pete. There's they're not leaving. They just they yep. just signed a fucking new a new the, thing. Massive. They're deal. gonna be here till fucking twenty thirty five or some shit. Like at least. So mm-hmm. stop complaining about it. I don't want to hear about it anymore. You want to fucking complain? Like just either you're gonna go to the game or you're not. Here's the thing. Like, do you want to go? If you're in, if you live in Tampa or like God forbid you live like south Tam- south of Tampa like you do, how long does it take you to get to the fucking mm-hmm. stadium? Forty minutes at the most. At, at the least, I would say. Oh, well, it depends. Like, if I'm like speeding. <laughs> I mean, for, here's the thing: going like walking out of your house to walking into the stadium. Oh no, that takes about an yeah, hour. A, an yeah, hour. hour and a half. An hour yeah. is a long time, man. Not if and like yeah. and when the when the alternative is well, I could do that, or. I could stay home with my 60-inch television, high definition, with a beer that cost $3 instead of 16 and just watch the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, it's it's not the same environment, and it's just, like, it's one of those things where, like, people complain about, it, like, well, look, you know what? They're not making money off of attendance anyway. They're making money off of the television deals, and the raised television um, numbers are fine, so they're not going anywhere. They're great, actually. Yeah, they're they're in good. Yeah, condition. so it, p- they, people can bitch the and moan. Last... That's that's they're just mad. Like the Yankees are just mad because their team fucking blows. Whatever. The last the last sports rambling I'll say for today is: Can we just never use ESPN ever, bro? For broadcast, I was talking baseball. to my sister they're about the worst. Dude, I was talking to my sister about this uh, earlier because I was there at the game with her, and she. I was talking like if I was if I was MLB, I would. I would take them off. I would like fucking cancel their contract because they made this yeah. contract. And then fucking in June of this year, ESPN fired all of their on-air personalities, all of the, it's all of the announcers they fired. And so these new shitheads are just bad. They're just bad at their yeah. job. And, uh, and like, I, I, I can't imagine MLB is sitting here like, man, I, I'm sure I'm glad that we put our fucking, we gave Disney our our business here. This this is a really good idea. Holy shit, they're so I bad. Paid, I would have paid money just to have Dwayne stats. Just please dub over them. Like you know what the saddest part about it is? I'm, I'm gonna say this, and you're gonna fucking probably knock something over. I would rather have Joe <laughs> Buck there doing that. Oh God, no. I would rather, dude. He was better than these announcers. You're right. Uh, you. You are un- so unfortunately right. The, the man hates the if Rays. If you too. are bad, if you are so bad that you are like the names, the, the fucking nameplate of terrible fucking nepotism bullshit announcer man, like that's the guy. Joe Buck is the guy. Like the only claim to fame he has is that his dad was a good announcer because he's fucking not. Yep. Anyway. Yeah, the ESPN is shit, uh, Disney is on fire, and uh, MLB is probably pissed. Yep. Rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, uh, spells. Right. Well, back, <laughs> back into the, the deep dive with spells. Uh, not too many spell changes. I think this was probably one of the lighter things. Uh, the biggest thing was some a new cantrip in, like, elementalism. That was Yeah, new. elementalism, because... Well, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I don't know why you would take this. It's, this is... I think Frostbite's new too, right? No, Elementals. Oh, no, Frost is Frostbite of... is from uh, Xanathar's, I believe. Oh, okay. So is Mindslipper. I know that. Yes, uh, Frostbite is actually a really good, uh, a really good spell, a really good cantrip. 
I have I, I believe okay. I have uh, given Safira that and what because I go back in there and I kind of mess with her around and it's been a while but yeah frostbite is a uh, okay frostbite is from the thing where do you see frostbite uh it's under the cantrips uh, on the design notes arcane spell list oh uh, okay yeah yeah uh yeah elementalism yeah. frostbite minus all of these are um besides elementalism are from uh either tasha's or Xanathar's. Yeah. Now, the biggest thing just for our listeners is that for Playtest 6, the whole Arcane Primal, it's gone now. So don't even listen to how they divided that. I'm not um, even sure who, who but, Elementalism is supposed to go to now. Like, is it just I, is it just, just for the Elementalist Monk? Is that the only person getting it? I would assume Wizard would have access to it. Really? I mean, maybe. We'll see. It's kind of like Press of Digitation, but just focus on the But worse. Yeah, true. Know? Yeah. <laughs> fair yeah um some of the things that they did was they just kind of changed whether it's an evocation or not and then hex uh was removed right because it's now just a warlock exclusive yes hex is now a warlock exclusive hunter's mark is a war is a um ranger exclusive in seven yeah um for the divine once again divine's gone but smite is been removed because it's now like either Syrian smite or wrathful like there's a specific bunch of different smites yeah and smites are yeah. and the and then, smites are worse now because all the smites are uh, bonus, bonus action right? instead of part yeah. of the attack. Uh, Fine steed is now a paladin exclusive, which I thought was the weirdest fucking thing. No, but it's yeah. fine. It just, I thought it was just random. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't expect, I didn't see it eh, coming. Whatever. Um, that's that, that, that's one of those um, things where it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Primal has the elementalism frost by thunderclap. And then Hunter Mark is, Hunter's Mark is now a Rangers exclusive, um, which it should be. Sure. But it should also not be a spell in the first fucking place. Agreed. And then Conjure Barrage, Conjure Volley also are now Ranger features, so therefore not spells anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was the main thing that they kind of did there. Other than that, um, there was some rebalancing, right, from the spells that we saw. Yeah. So like you mentioned with Spite is now... Um, based on bonus action but the nice thing is it can be unarmed smite once again if you're a dm and didn't allow that i'm sorry yeah it was weird um i'm trying to think vicious mockery went up from a d4 to a d6 so good on that oh yeah good on that uh power word kill that was a cool one before if if you couldn't kill an enemy Mm -hmm. if they had like more than 100 hit points it wouldn't do any damage now it still does damage yeah now it does 12 d12 that yeah that makes sense. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. It does make sense. For sure. Yeah, so I like that one. Yeah, heal is also uh, pretty good now. Yep. Yeah. Um, besides that, uh, that's pretty much pretty it. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think we can move on to feats. Well, there are no feats. Well, they did the... Uh, didn't they move on to... Uh... Gosh... The only change to the feats is fighting styles or whatever. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's true. They did do that. I guess that counts as a feat. I guess. I guess it's more to me. It's a feature. It's not. It's not a feat. Anyway, uh, the biggest difference for uh, the feats, actual feats, is the ability score improvement feat. Which now, if you are level nineteen, you can go as high as twenty-two. Yep, rather than twenty. Yeah. The normally it's twenty. If you're level nineteen, you can now use the ability score improvement to make it twenty-two. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Yep. That was the big, big difference there. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, in that case, before we get to the last couple things, I think it's time for scenes from a hat with Cat. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm totally 100% fair. And I 100% have 20 totally awesome things. Just don't roll certain numbers. I think I totally believe her. Yeah, I would never lie. Actually, I'm going to roll an insight check. Uh, 16. Oh, you know that I'm lying. <laughs> Wait, wait. Oh. Oh, rollies. Four. You don't know that I'm lying. Damn it. Turns out I'm a good liar. <laughs> what? All right. So what am I doing? Am I rolling a d20? Oh, yeah. Okay. Rolling a d20 with this beautiful pink glittery yeah, I don't, dice. I don't have a d18. So. That is a 14 I just rolled. Oh, oh, that could be fine. Yeah. So, so I think... You should both do this at the exact same time, because that'll be chaotic awesome. Oh, boy. You've been possessed by an annoying song that is stuck in your head and demands to be played on the closest instrument. Wow, that's that's uh, gonna. My, I don't know if we should subject our listeners to that. <laughs> I think my uh, instrument was my voice. Was your mouth? <laughs> we don't have any instruments here. I can't play an instrument. What that, what that mouth do? <laughs> Cry. <laughs> oh no. All right. Well. Yeah. So that was courtesy of uh, a person. Thanks. On Mastodon. See, I feel like drumming with a mic. No, I don't. I don't know. Akintigwe. I probably pronounced that wrong. You can tell me all about it on Mastodon, because that's where you follow us. Or don't. You you answered my question. I know what I'm talking about. Catherine's not half asleep right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, roll again. Roll again. Honk shoe. I rolled a three. Ooh, ooh, also fine. Glad. Courtesy of another Mastodon buddy, Archie D. What? A maid shop with fantasy laser tag. Fantasy laser tag. Fantasy laser tag. <laughs> or power word kill or whatever. If we don't power word kill. If we don't want to, if we don't get sued by a fucking. Yeah. Um, sir. Um. Would you like uh, to be on the red team or the blue team? Uh, uh, I'm colorblind. So, uh, red it right, is. Cool. <laughs> um, so you're going to aim for all the blue team players. Oh, you're colorblind. Um, the not red ones. I got it. Huh. Yeah. And I make a sound with my mouth as I uh, they, <laughs> as I stroke the wand in my hand. They give you, like, a wand that has, like, a bolt action attached to it, by the way. I just imagine, like, a wand, but it has, like, one of those uh, those orange tips you put on the weapons for cosplay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, like, the bolt action is just a twig that you break. Like, you snap. Oh, God, no. <laughs> you see, like, in front of you, like, your team, and, like, there's, like, six 12-year-olds all with their their wands and their bolt action twigs and they they look at you ready for an inspiring speech and then on the other side you see the blue team a massive like 
seven people of just bull like just they look like navy seals man they look trained to kill you see the the san diego chargers <laughs> the, the offensive line of san diego chargers <laughs> b- popping out of their fucking magical light up uh chest plates I picture Safira giving a speech to the kids. <laughs> Bro, she hates kids. She wouldn't give a speech to nobody like that. Like, <laughs> All right, kids. Fine, Hakuna. Get Hakuna. <laughs> oh, man. I would like, I think in this case, I would pick up a kid, use them as a shield. <laughs> it off. is my great honor to know that I only have but one life to give to this laser tag of and. <laughs> And like I like the spell is probably just like fairy fire. Yeah. Like you're just lighting. <laughs> yeah, it's like a freaking presentation of just like a bunch of different like uh, lasers going across, and like oh man, it lit up again, and like, it hits some guy, and then some, and then uh, I guess I can just imagine Hakuna freaking picking up a uh, this like big old fucking water balloon and just chucking it into this massive thing, and like this paint balloon just explodes and gets all over everybody. <laughs> Frag out! Frag out! <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think the the like the enemy the other team the the San Diego Chargers if you will mm-hmm. um they have their captain who is just uh Dwight Goodman from the Global Gym Cobras <laughs> uh, <laughs> just standing there and like unnecessary like gigantic cup <laughs> inflated cup <Yeah. laughs> and then the they finally start and the children are immediately overrun and lose absolutely immediately. <laughs> like, immediately. <laughs> like, was, like, there's no chance. Like, they, they all just get fucking obliterated. <laughs> but Dwight Goodman gets taken out, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> the pyrrhic victory of taking out Dwight Goodman. Yeah. Um, James Cameron, if you'd like to make that movie, let us know. Um, we'll sell you the rights. True. TM, TM, TM. Don't steal. <laughs> 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 well, thank you, Kat, for these scenes from a hat. Um, and thank you for all of our people who are giving these ideas and letting us do these little scenes for you. All right. Um, last couple things we have is uh, the weapon changes. Were there any massive weapon changes that you saw? Uh, there's, there's a thing about the weapon changes because the mastery, now instead of having a... Um, basically a prerequisite for the heavy, like a heavy or finesse or reach or two-handed, etc. Now they just have mm-hmm. one where like each weapon has its own mastery. But then you look yeah. down and you say, and it says, if a game feature lets you replace a weapon's mastery property with another one, that weapon must meet any prerequisite specified for the new property. I don't recall seeing a thing that does that. Yeah, that does that switch. Like there, there are ones where it says you can switch the mastery for different weapons. Like you can go from like a javelin to a pike or something like that. But nothing that allows yeah. you to change the mastery on the weapon unless I'm blind as fuck. But honestly, if it were my table, I would just get rid of that column where it says mastery for the weapons and just allow you to choose Use- the weapon mastery properties. Yeah, I, I, that's, I think that's the way I'm... Because I plan on using this for our campaign and stuff yeah. like that. I'm just planning on not using the mastery chart unless people want to use it as a quick go-to, you know? Yeah, it just doesn't really make but any sense, choose, honestly. Choose the master property. Yeah. 
I noticed they added the uh, musket pistol from the DMs book. They did. So actually, co oh, yeah, yeah, actually codifying that's interesting. They actually codified handguns and uh, firearms. Well, there you go. Uh, by the way, it's about time that Lance is heavy and two-handed. <laughs> I... <laughs> Rather than just special? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the special thing was. I guess it was just the un the mounted part, but, like, that's... They did this fine right here, where it's like, yeah, it's two-handed unless you're mounted, and then you can use it with one hand. Which I feel... Oh, this was a... I was gonna say, this is a big thing. The throne property is huge now, because now you can draw it as a part of the range mm -hmm. attack. So you don't have to have daggers equipped. You can talk. You can throw the daggers that are like holstered in your pouch. Which makes sense, you know. Yeah, I love that. I think that's yeah, great. Makes... Like I can have my, you know, let's say a hammer in a hand and then toss a hand axe. You know. It also codifies the uh, dagger, dagger, dagger from <laughs> Critical Role, which should, <laughs> from which Vax, technically yeah. shouldn't have been able to happen because of how that whole thing works, but. It was fun when we saw it, so, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Agreed. Um, yeah, I think that pretty much sums up the, the weapons. Mm -hmm. Like I said, the nothing crazy. Um, the, the blunt, uh, not the blunt, the brunt, I guess you could say, of the work has already been done yeah. for Weapon Masteries. Yep. All right, that leads us to our kind of our last section, which is kind of about just the overall, any... Thing we should look at or be aware of from the glossary like the, the definitions um and as you know i'm sure that they've been adding and taking some out it doesn't mean that they're gone forever it just means we want to focus on a few or something yeah like that. this is not a full glossary this is mostly just stuff that they've changed yeah which i mean um and from yeah. what i looked at everything seems pretty straightforward yeah um the uh they were pretty specific on the fly speed, which I thought was good. They mentioned about hover trait. Yeah. Um, so that was good because some people had uh, a disconnect with their, what happens if you become a, a fly speed of zero. Yeah. Well, you start to fall unless you have hover. So that was a good, I think that was a good um, clarification. Yeah. Uh, they've done a little bit more with the invisible condition where they, they've basically made it more, like they codified that, like if you, are invisible and somebody seats that and then someone can see you you're no longer considered invisible like they just made it a yeah. thing where like it's not you don't get to do that weird interaction they did where like i can see that i can see where they are but they're still invisible so they still get all the benefits of being invisible so why did i do this mm -hmm. and like the biggest one that um, I've, I've noticed is the is influence action Yes, that's a new thing that they, they're actually really, they want to keep going with because they mention it in Playtest 7 It's as very well. Pathfinder of them. Yeah, it's essentially like a, an RP action, yeah. right, you could argue. Oh yeah, for sure. Basically, you're trying to uh, influence somebody's attitude towards you or a uh, like ability check or something like that. It's interesting. It's... They... Um, Good. It's it's basically the the thing that people were doing anyway. They're just like, oh yeah, I want to try to like you know lie to somebody, and now that's an action. Mm -hmm. That's like an actual thing that is codified in the game, which I think was fun. Yeah, they did a thing. Well, a couple of things I liked was like swim speed is no longer like you have a separate swim speed for for PCs. Mm -hmm. It's literally just a swim speed means you can you can do your normal speed right. while swimming. Uh, I thought that was a good change. Trimmer Sense, they made the clarification about 
uh, objects in the air are not part of Tremor mm -hmm. Sense. I thought that was smart clarification. Um, and Unarmed Strike, they have the three choices now. You can do damage, grapple, or shove. Mm -hmm. um, each have their own possibilities and what they do. So I thought that was good. That was good yeah. too. That's pretty good. Um, long rests now regain all hit dice. Yep. Rather than, was it half, yep. right? Half yep. hit dice. So that was just something people did anyway. So they're just like, fine, whatever. <laughs> yeah. They keep using this term magic action. I think that's here to stay, guys. Um, magic action seems to be a way of separating using magical items or doing spells. I think, again, they're doing this thing where they're codifying things people did as actions, which is very Pathfinder of them, which is fine. Mm -hmm. uh, they've yeah. got some specific things for moving, where like you can break up your move. You can move around uh, specific creatures. Nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing really... Yeah. It seems like Heroic Advantage is here to stay. Instead of calling it Inspiration, it sounds like they're going to keep the Heroic Advantage Whatever. terminology. Um, it's the same thing. It's literally yeah. different. Another, uh, another action brackets is study. So like you're, if you're studying something, like if you're trying to... Yes, I saw yeah, that. Like that's a thing where it's just a thing people did. Now it's in the rules. Yep. Yeah, cod codifying uh, RP was a good idea, I think. It's not a bad idea. You know... The only issue I have with it is that it codifies it as an action. I mean, I guess I don't have a problem oh, with it, but like, it is an action. Like that, These things are actions if you try to do them in combat. Yeah, that is true. Uh, true yeah. sight. It, we've, been yeah. pretty, we've been pretty nice about perception checks and stuff like that not being actions. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now it's going to be codified. And, like, you know, it's, it's the same with anything if, if you want to do it or not in, for uh, your table. But it does exist. Yep. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Teleportation is codified, which is uh, interesting because I, a lot of people like are saying, like, oh, can I get a opportunity attack if somebody teleports? Nope. Yeah. Specifically, no. Yeah, they, they made that very clear. Yep. Yeah, I think um, I think it's time to start wrapping this up with our overall thoughts on the, the playtest play number six. Um, for me, if I was to think about this as an overall document i think it makes more good than bad um in my opinion yeah it's pretty good i don't have anything specifically um to bash it besides fuck what we were besides about, please right? fix monk and please and ranger and ranger and please fix ranger please fix marshals like they they don't deserve this if a wizard can yeah. turn you into a dragon like what are we scared of here what what's the problem there are more marshals than just rogues. Yeah, true. Mar Stop giving rogues everything. And uh, give a little bit to your friends, a.k.a. marshals. Yeah. Other than that, good job on Druid. I think there were some great compromises made for Druid. I think Druid was really well done. I think... Um, cleric had some I fun I think Cleric stuff. is good. I think Bard is fun. Bard's always fun. Though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Monk's bad. Ranger's it's bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, no, uh, I don't like the new spells for... I think Paladins got a net decrease. I think mm -hmm. the making the smites a bonus action that has to be done after, an, after your attack is a little too limiting for no real reason. I don't think that was especially overpowered, but maybe it was. I don't know. Yeah. 
Um, make sure you guys, uh, our listeners, let us know what your thoughts were on on this one as well. You know, let us know if we're just rambling about jack shit um, because we do ramble. But in the same point, hey, uh, I think there's good and bad to be said about the the system. Yeah. And I'm I'm excited to see what happens in eight. I'm I'm holding my breath for some fixes. Well, I thought seven um, made some good movements, but we'll we'll talk about seven maybe next time. You know, that's the plan, I believe. Yeah. So, Andrew, sell me a magic item with magic item infomercial. <laughs> Do you want to smooth things over with that short guy you keep using as an armrest? Do you want to make sure that you know exactly what he's saying, what he's talking to you about whenever he's talking about that weird uh, scribbly, uh, the weird scribbles he says during his uh, his forging? Do you want a really, really cool beard? We've got a, well, good news. We have the belt of dwarven kind straight from the, yeah. <laughs> the diplomats from the ruined forge over in Warge, Forge Hammer. They want you <laughs> to buy this so that you stop treating your, <laughs> your armrest like an armrest. I mean, your dwarf friend like an armrest. Not only will this glorious, glorious uh, item give you advantage when talking to all dwarves and give you a really, really cool beard, it'll also give you a little bit of a sturdier constitution. You'll be able to drink till the night ends and then the day begins again. You're just still drinking. And not only that, it'll look real stylish while you do it. Belt of Dwarven Kind. From science, science, and not science. <laughs> Patent pending. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. The belt of dwarven kind. A personal favorite. Classic. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us today um, here at Tavern Ramblings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tavern Ramblings with Lizards and Locations. Uh, today we talked about Playtest 6. Our goal is to talk about Playtest 7 next time. Um, and we'll dive into that, get into those classes, get into those changes. Um, and, you know, stay tuned each week as we get bring to you guys different topics and different things, all things D&D um, and TTRPG. As well, sometimes, I guess, you know, sometimes some sports. Sometimes you just Eventually, sports. we will talk about a different tabletop role-playing game. One day. Absolutely. <laughs> One day. Um, and it'll be good to kind of look at different um, RPGs in general, right? Absolutely. And... We also want to say, make sure you check out Lizards and Locations and their plethora of different campaigns going on. Um, can't wait to uh, talk more with you guys. Can't wait for the next season and baseball for the Rays to fucking do better. Um, <laughs> and uh, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, can we roll yet? <laughs>